focused light is a powerful thing. Light has power to some extent anyway. I mean, it can light up a room. It can light up a building. The light from the sun lights up the earth or at least part of the earth during the day. But the more you focus that light, the more power it has. How many of you remember as little kids, probably us guys did this more than the girls did, but you get a magnifying glass and you could start a fire with a piece of paper or even a bug. And if you held it just right, because it would focus that light from the sun and it would catch fire. You know, through technology, they can focus light to the point that it is a laser that can literally cut through steel. Why is that? Because there is power in focus. When we get focused, God is able to do amazing things through us. It doesn't make God's power any better, but it makes the power of him working through us better. When we are focused on what God is wanting to do in us and through us, there is power in that. Where focus goes, energy flows. If you're just a wondering generality, just kind of going through your day, yeah, I wake up, I eat, and I do this, I do that, and I go to bed. There's no energy in that. But when you wake up with a purpose, when you wake up with a goal, when you wake up with focus, man, you get up, you get to it, and you go to it. And you'll have obstacles along the way, but it doesn't matter. Why? Because you're focused. And where focus goes, energy flows. (laughs) We are looking at a decade of destiny here as we are in this first year of the 2020s. And let me tell you, (laughs) we started this back in January. We remember we talked about a new you, a new decade. And we had no idea what this year had in store for us. But it doesn't matter. (laughs) Remain focused. Remain moving forward. You can still make the next 10 years, your best 10 years. The next 10, your best 10. And that's what we're looking at through this decade of destiny. Not only this year, but throughout this decade. We want to be focused in the direction that we are heading. You know, it's been said that genius is the ability to focus on one thing at a time. And we have so many things going on around us. It is tough to focus because we try to get everything. Have you ever, have you ever gone to a buffet and there's all this food and it looks so good, but you can't eat all of it. You can't eat every single thing there. What do you have to do? You have to narrow it down. You have to narrow it down and say, okay, this is what I want most. This is what I'm going to focus on. We must have focus in our lives. There are a million things that we could do with our lives, but we can't do all one million of them. We have to focus on what it is God is wanting us to accomplish and move forward in that. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about getting to where you want to be or or better getting to where God wants us to be. 
as we go through this decade, how are our lives going to be different in 2029 than it is right now? That's the decade of destiny. What is God's destiny for you in this decade? Now, we're going to be looking at getting serious about our goals. And in one of the chapters, and, and Richard read some from this earlier, one of the chapters that really gives us an idea of, of a biblical sense of goal setting and goal achievement is Genesis chapter 24. And to be honest with you, we're going to spend the majority of our time there today. If you've got your Bible and you want to open up to Genesis 24, I encourage you to do that. If you don't have that, we will bring um, the passages up on the screen. But we're going to spend the majority of our time in Genesis 24, where Abraham is getting up in years. He's getting old. And Isaac is supposed to be the son of which eventually the nation of Israel is developed. And you know what? Isaac doesn't have a bride yet. Isaac isn't married yet. And Abraham maybe was getting to one, beginning to wonder, is this really going to happen? What, do I, what needs to happen here in order to make this happen? I mean, you've, you've heard situations where people are going to their kids, hey, I want grandkids. Let's get a move on here. Abraham's 115. You can imagine how he felt with Isaac. Come on. I don't have many years left here, buddy. Let's get moving. And so Abraham steps in with his servant, Eleazar, to actually go and find a wife for Isaac. And so this is what leads us in here to Genesis 24. And as we look throughout several verses in this chapter, I want to bring out some points as we set goals. Now, the first thing you've got to understand is before you can get to where you want to be, you got to know where you are, right? If you have a GPS, you know that it cannot calculate how to get to where you want to go until it first reads where you are. I don't know if sometimes your GPS is like mine. If you're someplace where there's a concrete wall, or especially if you're in a, a parking garage or something like that, where you got concrete all around you and, and your GPS is trying to find your location. You can't put in a destination until it finds your location. And so the big circle is going around in the middle and it's trying to find where you are. And finally you get outside of the, the parking garage and finally it finds you. And then you can put in where you want to go. <laughs> But you can't do anything until it finds out where you are. It's the same way with us in our lives. We need to find out where we are. We see this a little bit in verse 1 of Genesis 24. It said, Abraham was now very old and the Lord had blessed him in every way. He was a blessed man. He had a lot of uh, material goods. He was wealthy. He had been a blessed person, but he still didn't have a grandchild that was going to continue this promise from God. And he saw that he was getting very old, and so, so he began to take action with that. <laughs> you know what? You got to discover where you are before you know where you're going to go. Now, let's just talk about probably one of, if not the most set goal known to mankind, and those are weight loss goals, right? 
Everybody wants to lose weight. But you don't know how much you got to lose until you know how much you weigh. So you step up on the scale and you cringe as you look at that number. But it gives you an idea of where you are. And you can't know where you're going to go until you know where you are. And even if you did know, you wouldn't know how to get there because you don't know where you are. And that's the location. <laughs> We've got to understand our location, where we are spiritually, where we are physically, where we are emotionally, where we are mentally. And as we begin to set those goals, we can get from where we are to where we want to be. And, and now is the time. Now is the time. In the, um, in the behavioral sciences, they refer to this as self-awareness. Being aware of where you are and who you are, what your personality is, how you best achieve goals and all those things. But you got to understand where you are before you can move forward. Abraham understood his situation. He was about 115 at this point. And so he knew <laughs> we got to get moving on this thing. So the first step is to find your location. Now, why did I use location? Why didn't I just say, figure out where you are? Well, you're going to figure that out here in a minute. First is location on a GPS. You got to find your location. The second thing you got to put into your GPS is the destination. After it finds out where you are, you program into it where you want to go. Where you want to go. It's not how you get there yet. It's just where you want to go. <laughs> now, we see this in Genesis chapter 24, verses 3 and 5. It says, I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth. This is Abraham talking to his servant, Eleazar. I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I am living, but will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son, Isaac. Now we'll, we'll look at verse five here in a minute. So we're going to keep that up there for a little bit. <laughs> but notice that Abraham gets specific. He's not just looking for any woman. He's wanting somebody from back in his own country, back in his own town. And the reason being, the big reason there is because they are of the same faith. The Canaanites were not of the same faith as those that were back in his home country. And so Abraham is wanting a wife for Isaac who shares those values, who shares that faith. He doesn't want Isaac unequally yoked with a non-believer. And so Abraham gets specific about the wife that he wants for Isaac. And listen, when we are setting goals, let's get specific. Get specific. If you're wanting to lose weight, we'll probably use that illustration throughout this. If you're wanting to lose weight, don't just say, my goal is to lose weight. Okay, lose how much weight? You know, let's skip a meal. You reached your goal, right? Because <laughs> you've lost a pound or half a pound or whatever. You've lost something. <laughs> Get specific. How much do you want to lose? How much do you want to weigh is even better, not how much you want to lose because that's focusing on the negative. But how much do you want to weigh? 
Now, at the beginning of the year, we talked a little bit about goals, and I told you guys that one of my goals for this year, for this year, is to weigh at least 180 pounds. 180 pounds. Now, at the beginning of the year, I weighed 213. Okay? Right now, I weigh 207. I've lost a little, but I haven't lost much. Okay? I've still got a ways to go before the end of this year. But here's, here's my commitment to you right now, okay? Just to let you know I'm serious about this stuff. Here's my commitment to you. I made a commitment by the end of the year I was going to be 180. I've got a long way to go. Here's my commitment. Before the end of September, I will be out of the 200s. I'm going to be down in the 190s somewhere. So that's my commitment to you. In September, throughout the month of September, I'm going to get there. All right. And I got to be specific about that. I can't just say, eh, I'm going to lose weight because guess what? I've already done that. I've met my goal if that's all my goal is. But if it's specific, I know that I need to get there. Now, look at this last verse here. This is Eleazar, Abraham's servant. After, after Abraham has gotten specific about the goal, the servant asked him, what if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land? <laughs> Listen. For every goal you set, there are a thousand what ifs. What if the economy crashes? What if we have a pandemic? What if I lose my job? What if I get sick? What if, what if everything changes? Guess what? All of that's happened this year. Every single one of those and many other things have happened. There are always what ifs. But we can't let the what ifs get us off track. We continue to move forward. Sometimes we have to make adjustments. When you put a destination into your GPS and you begin to move, sometimes you, you hit a road that's closed. Sometimes you have a traffic jam and you've got to get off that route. And you know what it does, right? Recalculating. Recalculating. It recalculates your route. Sometimes we got to do that. But it doesn't mean we change the destination. It just means we make adjustments. All right. So the first step is location. The second step is destination. Are you ready for the third step? Third step is navigation. Notice what I did there. Location, destination, navigation. You cannot navigate. You cannot plan out how to reach your goal until you know your location and your destination. And then you can navigate between the two. This is navigation. This is setting out a plan. Notice what Eleazar does here in verses uh, uh, 10 through 14. Then the servant left, taking with him 10 of his master's camels, loaded with all kinds of good things from his master. He set out for Aram Nahiram, also known as Mesopotamia, and made his way to the town of Nahor. He had the camels kneel down near the well outside the town. It was toward evening, the time the women go out to draw water. Then he prayed, Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside this spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, 
please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, drink and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. You see that step-by-step plan there? I mean, Eleazar has it all planned out. First of all, he prepares well. He gets 10 camels loaded with all kinds of good things. And we're going to see how those good things come into play a little later. He sets out for his destination. He had the camels kneel near the water outside the town around the time that the women come out to draw water. You think that was by accident? No, he planned that. He prayed about the whole situation. That's always good to include in your godly goals. It's always good to include that in the plans to reach your godly goals is to pray, okay? Because it's going to be a big goal. We got to pray big prayers. And so Eleazar goes through these steps. He he sets it out. He plans ahead on what to do to get to his goal. He does what a, what Tony Robbins calls a map. MAP stands for Massive Action Plan. (laughs) A massive action plan. Those step-by-steps to get there from your location to your destination, you're going through this navigation. (laughs) Now, back in February, we, we talked some about goals back then as well. And I actually went through a goals acronym that I use with the word goals and, uh, and we went into detail about that. I'm not going to go into that detail again. Um, you could go back and find that message from earlier in the year if you want to hear that. But I am going to give a, I guess, a brief summary of that as we look into that. An acronym of the word goals will help you plan out how to reach your goals. The G, first of all, stands for goal. That's your goal. You write it out. You write it out specific. Remember, it must be specific in order to be dynamic and powerful. You write that out. The O stands for obstacles. What obstacles are in my way? What is keeping me from reaching this goal? And there's got to be something because if there wasn't anything there, you would have already have reached it. So what is keeping me from reaching this goal? And then the A is action steps. You should have at least one action steps, one action step for every obstacle. Maybe more, but at least one for every obstacle. Because you know how you overcome obstacles? By taking different actions. Taking different actions helps you to overcome the obstacles in order to reach your goal. The L in the word goals stands for a little bit of help. Who and what is going to help you reach that goal? Listen, if you can reach a goal all by yourself, it is too small of a goal. It's a puny goal. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. So get some people around you that are going to help you reach that goal. Find somebody who has reached a similar goal and learn from them. Find people who are going to support you, who are going to pray for you and with you. Find some classes or some books or some videos that are going to help you to reach that goal. That L stands for a little bit of help. Who and what is going to help you reach that goal? And then the S stands for set a date. Set a date for when you're going to reach that goal. I told you with my goal of weighing 180, my goal is by December 31st, 2020. 
December 31st, 2020. That's, that's my goal. Now, I just shared with you guys a few minutes ago, I set a date for getting out of the 200s, and that is by the end of September. Okay, I set a date. <laughs> Put dates on your goals. If you have to adjust them later, that's okay. And listen, we're not just looking at yearly goals. I'm sharing with you my yearly goals. We're looking at 10-year goals. And I tell you what I'm going to do before the end of this year. When I, when I do my retreat at the end of the year, and most of you know, I, have, I do my, my personal retreat at the end of the year, and I set out some goals. I tell you what I'm going to do with that in response to what we've been talking about this year. I'm going to set some 10-year goals. I'm going to set goals for what I'm going to accomplish in the 2020s. Okay? And listen, we need to set some goals for what we're going to accomplish in the 2020s with our church as well. Location, destination, navigation. Now, look at this uh, this passage of Scripture, verses 22 and 23. Um, did it work? Did, did Eleazar's plan work? Well, you tell me. When the camels had fit when the camels, when the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels. Then he asked, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? It all worked out. A lady by the name of Rebecca came and she asked um, about, you know he asked about some water and she said, well, let me water your, your camels too. Now remember, do you remember the number of how many camels he had with him? 10. He had 10 camels. And listen, she wasn't just, you know, turning on the faucet and saying, here, let's water your camels. She was drawing this water out of a well in order to water 10 camels. Why did Eleazar use this as the test? Why did he say, God, this is how I'm going to know? He wanted a woman of character. He wanted a woman who had integrity, who was willing to work, who was willing to help people, who had compassion for people, who was willing to serve people. And Rebecca, so far, has fit that bill. And so he's given her all these gifts. You know, all that stuff he loaded on those 10 camels. He's beginning to give her, give her some of this stuff. Not all of it. That comes a little later. But he's giving her this stuff because she's the one. She's the one. And now he's got to go and, and, and meet, meet her family and all that and, and get ready for that. All right. Location destination, navigation. Now we're going to look into some, to some steps that have to go along with these. The location, destination, navigation will not work without these next three steps. And number four is trust in God. Again, if we can accomplish our goal by ourselves without God, it is too puny of a goal. Too puny of a goal. Look at what, what Genesis 24 verse 7 says. And this is Abraham talking. He says, the Lord, the God of heaven, brought me from the home of my father and the land of my relatives. And he promised me. That's what he said there. God promised him, I will give you this land to your descendants. The Lord will send his angel before you to help you get a wife for my son there. You see, he relied on God. He had that trust 
in God. Look at what Eleazar does in verse 12. And we read this earlier, but, but look at verse 12. He prays, Oh Lord, God of my master Abraham, he prayed, please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master Abraham. They relied on God. They trusted in God. They leaned on God in the fulfillment of their goals because they knew they could not do it, at least not adequately, without God being involved in that. And you know what? It's the same way with your goals. It's the same way. with If you can accomplish it without God, it's too puny of a goal. All right. So I encourage you to have God-sized goals. Rick Warren, back in 1980, he was just starting Saddleback Church out in, out in Saddleback, California. And he was being interviewed by this guy. And in the interview, Rick Warren says, by the year 2020, now that's 40 years away, because this interview was in 1980, by the year 2020, Saddleback will be running 20,000 people. And he said, the interviewer looked at him and said, well, who do you think you are? <laughs> and Rick Warren says, it doesn't matter who I am. It's who God is that matters. Now, I will tell you, they reached that goal 20 years early. They reached it by 2000. Now they have much more than that through many different campuses. They have satellite campuses. In 1980, nobody, nobody had a satellite campus. If you said satellite campus, they'd look at you like you had horns growing out of your head. Nobody knew what that was then. And now we're seeing churches all over the nation, all over the world, use satellite campuses in order to grow and to reach people with the gospel that they normally would not reach. You see... Rick Warren didn't know about satellite campuses. That interviewer didn't know about satellite campuses. But you know who did? God did. God knew about satellite campuses. And he knew that that goal was reachable. 20,000 people? And they did it in half the time that they thought they would. Listen. The size of your God will determine the size of your goals. Let me say that one more time. The size of your God will determine the size of your goals. Are you serving a big God or are you serving a puny God? Let your goals reflect that. Because God is working in you. <laughs> You've got to put your trust in God and on his promises. You know what? There's thousands of promises in the Bible. And I tell you, a practice that some people have done is whenever they set godly goals, they try to connect it with a godly promise from the Bible. Now, we've got a resource for you. Uh, we're going to put this up here. The Book of Bible Promises by George Mueller. George Mueller lived back in the 1800s. Okay. Um, Mark Weisner, you're going to love this guy because he's been dead for over 100 years. And I know you love those guys. <laughs> but he's got a book called The Book of Bible Promises. And you know what? There's, there's several out there that you can get. The cool thing about this one is you can get it online for free. As long as you don't try to sell it or make money off of it, it is completely free. They give you permission. This isn't something that just popped up on the internet and you need to hurry up and get it before they find out and take it down. 
it's up there intentionally for people to use for free. And and we're going to put, or we've already put the link over in the comment section. And we're also going to send you the link in the uh, in the email that we send on Sunday afternoon. If you're not getting those emails, let us know. We need to make sure that you get those emails when we send out the message later in, in the afternoon. But we're also going to put a link to this book. And it's just a book of promises. It's a book of promises from God. And you know the cool thing about God? He always keeps his promises. He's always faithful. He always keeps his word. He never lets you down. And one of his promises is that I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's always there. He's always there. So I encourage you to get that book. It's free. It's free. And begin to read those promises. And when you read a promise that connects with one of your goals, then pull that out. Begin to use that. Use it as an affirmation. Use it as a prayer. Repeat it. Print it out. Put it in your bathroom window. Put it on the dash of your car as a reminder of God's promise to you and a reminder that you are trusting in him. All right. So in order to in order to make that location, destination, navigation work, we've got to trust in God. Number five, we got to be patient and persistent. Listen, goals don't come true overnight. Dreams don't come true overnight. If they're big goals, they're going to take some time. Right. That's why we're looking at the next 10 years and not the next 10 days. We're looking at the next 10 years of how God is going to work in you and through you. Now, sometimes it's difficult to have that long-term vision. But you know what we typically do? We typically sh set these short-term goals and we get discouraged when we can't reach them because this is what happens. We overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. A lot of changes, a lot of things can happen in 10 years. What are your 10-year goals? And begin to look at that and be patient and be persistent. Look at verse 21 in Genesis 24. Eleazar here is, is talking about Eleazar. It says, without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. He waited. He waited to see how this was all going to pan out. And once he gets in the home and they're inviting him, he meets the dad, he meets the brothers and, and, and the whole family and stuff. And they're preparing a meal for him. And look what look at this conversation in verse 33. We'll get it up there in a minute. There it is. Verse 33. Then food was set before him, but he said, I will not eat until I have told you what I have to say. Then tell us, Laban said. Laban was a brother of Rebecca. In one uh, Bible version, it says, tell us your mission. I love that. Tell us your mission. Why are you here? What's the purpose for you being here? And he begins to share with them what is going on. 
talks about Abraham, talks about Isaac, talks about the promise and all this stuff. He begins to share that. But notice he was so persistent. He wasn't even going to eat until he got this out. He was patient and persistent. He was willing to wait when he needed to, but he wasn't willing to just sit back and let things happen. He, be, he continued to press on and to move forward. When you are pursuing your goals, be patient and be persistent. In, in the race between the, the tortoise and the hare, be the tortoise. <laughs> keep moving forward. Keep persisting. Be patient and keep moving toward those goals. Because here's the cool thing. Even if you don't reach your goal, well, Tommy, what are you saying? Why are you saying all this stuff? If, there, if there's a chance, I'm not even going to reach my goal. Listen, some goals you won't reach. That's just going to happen. Now, let's not let that be the norm <laughs> because we want to do all we can to reach those goals. But understand this. What happens to you in the process of moving toward those goals is more important than actually reaching the goal. The way that you are transformed. Because as you are working toward your goals, God is working in you. And that is where the meaning and the significance come from moving toward a goal. Now, again, I'm not saying quit, give up. No, keep moving, keep moving forward, especially if that is a God-given goal because he's put that before us for a reason. All right, we want to trust in God. We want to be patient and persistent. And then lastly, we got to pay the price. We got to pay the price. Goals do not come easy. They only come by sacrifice. If you want to achieve great goals, you're going to have great sacrifice go along with that. It's going to cost you something. Sometimes it may be finances. Sometimes it may be time. Sometimes it may be energy. But it's going to cost you something. But if it's a godly goal, it's worth the cost. It's worth the price. <laughs> Listen, guys. A couple of years ago, my family and I, we set a goal to move out of the area where we were living. And we didn't know exactly where that was going to be. We looked at Lexington, Kentucky. We looked at Nashville, Tennessee. We looked at San Francisco, San Francisco, California. We looked at New York. We didn't know when or how, but we knew it was going to happen. And that's what began the process of us finding Glen Cove Christian Church. <laughs> it started with a goal. And you know what? We paid a price to get up here. I mean, we're 800 miles away from family. Uh, we're, we're completely out of our, our realm. Now we have made this home. We have this, we've, we've kind of made a nest here. And so we're developing our realm here, but we, we, we walked out of the known into the unknown in order to come up here. We paid a price. We paid a price financially to get up here. Now, you guys helped us a lot with that. But listen, it, it just 
the cost and, and the move and the transition and all of that. And uh, most of you know, we we moved up here in August. We had a car breakdown in November. We couldn't afford to buy another car at that point. Thank you, Karen Padone. Okay. Because we were between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> now, let me just say that one of our goals for 2020 was to get more control of our finances. And we have done that. Okay. We've gotten a car now. We've got a fully funded emergency fund. Uh, we're, we're okay now. Uh, we had to get intentional. We had to get focused like we talked about in the beginning. But we got it. We're there. But it cost us to come up here. But we also feel like it was a godly goal. We feel like God called us here. And so we were willing to pay the price, whatever that price might have been. <laughs> and so we did it. And we're here. <laughs> Since we've been here, <laughs> we've had a flooded basement. We've had a pandemic that's kept us out of the building. We've lost electricity in our, in our church building. We've had trees fall all over our property. Um, you guys are going to begin to think that I'm bad luck and you're going to want to send me back to Kentucky. But it's been, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. verses 13 through 14. says, but once he has made his decision, who can change his mind in regard to God? Whatever he wants to do, he does. So he will do to me whatever he has planned. He controls my destiny. Listen, if God is in control, if you've allowed God to have control of you, He's going to lead you in the direction of that destiny. Keep moving forward. Stay focused. Don't get off track. Don't get confused about what's, what's on the peripheral. Stay focused. We're going to talk a little bit more about that next week, actually. But we're going to keep got word that you can't hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. All right, guys. Apologize for that. I don't know where you lost me at, um, but we're looking at Job 23, verses 13 through 14 right now. Hopefully, hopefully the volume is back on. Uh, yeah, we just changed mics, so it should be back on. saying check your mic. Somebody said very little. All right. All right, everybody hear me now? Still too low. Maybe I need to shout. All right. Is it any better when I just talk louder? 
Volume is an issue. I don't think it's Yeah. All right, guys, I'm going to try and finish this out. Um, I'm going to talk loud, and hopefully hopefully you can hear me in that. We're just looking at Job 23, 13 through 14. Yeah, Lois said, yes, shout. Okay, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. But once he has made his decision, who can change his mind? Whatever he wants to do, he does. So he will do to me whatever he has planned. He controls my destiny. God is in control of our destiny. As long as we allow him to have the reins, he's not going to force us, but he, he, he is control when we hand those reins over to him. He is there with open arms waiting for us to give him those reins. And so he controls our destiny. Our destiny was planned out ahead of time. We don't control our destiny. Even if we try to control ourselves, we can't control our destiny. That was set before we were ever born. And so God is moving us forward in that. Remember, stay focused. Don't get distracted. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week, about the distractions that try to get us off the path. But don't get distracted. Stay focused. Remember, where, ener- where focus goes, energy flows. You have the energy. You have the enthusiasm to move forward when you stay more focused. If you try to do everything, you're going to lose it. But if you stay focused, you will have that energy. If you want to make the next 10 your best 10, stay focused on what God is wanting you to do. Now, guys, I want to close out with some challenges here. I got four challenges for you. Remember last week we looked at six, and I encourage you to pick one of those. All right? This week we're going to look at four, and I'm going to ask you to do all four. Okay? Oh, do I need, can I bring my voice back down or I need to keep it up? All right. I'm going to talk loud anyway, just in case. We're going to leave you with four challenges. Now, some of these are repeat. As a matter of fact, I think three of them are repeat from what we talked about last week. But uh, listen, the purpose of this is not to pile a whole bunch of stuff on you because that's not what? It's not focus. We don't want to do a hundred things mediocre. We want to do a few things extremely well, okay? So here's my four challenges for you. Challenge number one, I will join a small group during this Decade of Destiny series. We've got a number of small groups that meet on Monday nights, every other week. And listen, we don't even meet every week, so it's not an every week commitment. All of our small groups right now meet every other week. Every other Monday, we have our prayer group at 7 o'clock p.m., and listen, you can do these online. We're trying to get back into, into meeting um, together. I think the women do meet together. The prayer team has met together, but right now our building is closed. So however they meet, but Mark Wisner is the one to get in touch with concerning that. They meet every other week. They do. Um, they have they have a tremendous prayer time, and they look into the Bible, and they look at prayers in the Bible, and they study about what prayer means. And, all that. and then you pray together. Man, it's just an amazing time. It's amazing small groups. On um, on every other Tuesday, the women's group meets. And the women's group right now, they're actually going through this. They're going what we're going through. They're only taking it deeper and putting uh, more significant application to it as they go through these messages in discussion with each other. 
on Thursdays, not every other Thursday night, we have the men's group. We just finished the book of Acts. We're going to be starting something new. I don't know what we're starting new yet. Uh, maybe they'll do this. Maybe they'll go through the messages as well. Maybe they'll do something different. I don't know, but it's going to be great. I can tell you that. The things that take place in these groups are awesome. On every other Saturday morning at 930, we have our, our Bible study small group where they're going through the book of Romans, verse by verse, sometimes word by word. But man, you get into it deep and you're able to find application in that. Here's my challenge to you. If you are not part of a small group, pick one of those. Or maybe try one out and see how you like it. If you don't like it, ditch it and try another one. But we've got some people that I think that go to the three of them. <laughs> um, I'm not saying you have to do that. If you want to do that, great, do it. The more you get, the better. But I'm asking you to choose at least one before the end of this series to become a part of it. Number two challenge. I will listen to all eight Decade of Destiny messages. If you miss one, we've got them all on our on our our website and our YouTube page. You can go back and listen to them. Okay, I just encourage you to listen to all eight Decade of Destiny messages. Number three, I will do my devotions daily. I will spend a little time every day reading my Bible and praying to God. Reading or listening or however you get that. And listen, we've got a devotional that you can use if you don't have something to go through. You could just use a book of the Bible and read a chapter or a verse each day. That book that we're sending you the link to, the uh, the book of Bible promises, you could use that as a devotional. Just read a promise every day. Read a new promise every day from God. Isn't that a great day? It's a great way to start your day. You can start it with a promise from God. What an awesome way to start your day. So I just challenge you to begin to, if you're not already doing that, to start doing your devotions daily, every day. And then the fourth one, and this may be the, the toughest one right here, okay? Number four, I will be open to open to whatever changes God wants to make in my life. I got pointed to you. I've got three pointed back at me. And if you want me to, I'll bend my thumb back and look back and forth. All right? This is, this is about us. It's not about you. It's about us. Thank you. 